Welcome to Alive with Purpose. You are listening to Episode 2, Alive with Purpose and Extreme Self-Care. I am your host, Erin Equin, and welcome, welcome, welcome to our second episode. So today, I wanted to speak to you about a very hot and trendy topic, (laughs) self-care. Nowadays, you cannot go on to Instagram or Facebook without seeing somebody posting about self-care. Usually, it is a picture of someone sitting in their personal hot springs, drinking golden milk and writing in their journal by the light of the moon or something like that. (laughs) So usually these pictures are very aspirational and they all have some lovely quote about how important self-care is. I love it. It's great. And for most of us, it is totally outside of our personal reality. So unfortunately, I don't have a place in the mountains with my own hot springs, (laughs) and I live with two young children, so my house is very, let's be positive and call it exciting. I named this episode actually after one of my programs called Extreme Self-Care, and I'm about to launch this program one more time. I think this will probably be the last time this year that I do this program. If you're interested, I will post it in the show notes. But because we are in our second episode of a brand new podcast, I wanted to have a little contest because I really do need your help in spreading the word about this work that I'm doing and about this podcast. So here's the deal. We're going to be starting the extreme self-care program. I'm not going to say too much about it on this show, but I'll post a little bit about it on the show notes. And this is going to launch in early April. So to celebrate the launch of this podcast, I'm actually going to be giving away a spot in that program to one of you, to one of my listeners who helps me share this work that I'm doing. I'm going to put all of the complete show notes up, including how to win, just so I don't spend too much time talking about it here, over at alivewithpurposecoaching.com. You can go over there, get all the notes from today's show, and find out how to enter that contest. It's going to be really easy. I promise it's not going to take you more than two minutes. And then you have the opportunity to join me in early April of 2018 and be part of that six-week extreme self-care program. So let's just dive into this conversation a little bit more in regards to self-care, because in reality, everyone I know, including all the yoga teachers that I know, (laughs) understands that self-care is very important to our health and well-being. But the truth is, most people have mild to extreme anxiety when it comes to actually implementing a self-care routine. 
a lot of women, especially moms that I know, feel like self-care is self-indulgent. It's a waste of time, a waste of money. Um, They don't feel like people support them in their lives. And I have definitely experienced that. I'm getting better, but I still really struggle with all of those things. And I think that part of the reason that it's so universal, this shared feeling of guilt, perhaps you want to call it, is because our society generally celebrates our accomplishments and our results and not the behind the scenes work that goes into making those things possible. So I consider self-care to be foundational to success in any area of your life, but because nobody is giving you a gold star or having a parade when you take a day to go to the spa, (laughs) uh, I think it can be very challenging for a lot of us to feel justified in taking that time. Now, as I say, I've gotten a lot better about this. My family, my two children and my husband and I just got back from a, an amazing vacation in Maui. We've done this for the last few years where we've gone for about a month. And I noticed that before I go every single time, I have this two week kind of ramp up where I get really stressed out about all of the details. And at the same time, I try to churn out as much work as possible. And I was working with one of my coaches, one of my life coaches, who just reminded me that all the work and all the stress that I was doing was entirely optional. Now, of course, I knew that. But I felt like I had to earn this month off. As though all of the work that I've done to get there up until now didn't mean anything. And it was really like, what could I produce in the next two weeks in order for me to feel good about sitting on the beach and just taking time out with my family? So I work with this stuff all the time. And yet I was having a big, big, big struggle, really letting in the self-care piece. But that conversation really helped. And then when we were away, I booked a few Lomi Lomi Hawaiian bodywork treatments for my husband and I with this incredible practitioner, Jody Mountain, who I try to see every time I'm out there. But she's this wonderful person. She's become a friend over the years. And Steve loved it so much that he actually went twice. Lucky. <laughs> But we were hanging out with her one day and she sort of shared her perspective on self-care with us. And she said something that I thought was brilliant. She said, self-care is absolutely one of the most important pieces in her own life because we are each the source of our own lives. And isn't that absolutely true? I mean, imagine if, if you are so run down, so burnt out that you can't function or that you have torn your health apart so that you can't participate in your life or your life is ended. All of that potential, all of that purpose that you maybe had yet to realize, it can't manifest in the world. You know, you cannot realize your purpose if you are on bed rest, if you're burnt out, 
if your tank is empty. So I think self-care is a really important piece and an important part of being alive with purpose. The other sort of realization that I've come to, especially after this last trip, was for those of us with kids, self-care is not just a given. So when I was single and living alone and I just felt a little tired, I could just take a nap. (laughs) You know, if I had a little ache or a pain, I could call a massage therapist or do a treatment trade with another practitioner that I knew. It was very easy to prioritize my health and well-being because I was the only person I was looking after. I wasn't perfect at it, but it was definitely the opportunities were very, very present. Now that I have children, I have to plan things out well in advance. You know, if I'm feeling tired, I can't necessarily just go lay down because I have two little munchkins in my world who need to be fed and clothed and run around. And so the opportunity for me to just take a couple hours out is not, it's just not as easy. So this sort of brings me to my next point for contemplation is that self-care does take work. The result may be for many of us very calming and relaxing a lot of the time, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't take some effort to get there, especially if this is something you have been neglecting for yourself for a long period of time. When I was teaching this self-care course, the last group of people that went through, a lot of people said that they were really surprised at how much work it took to keep those self-care appointments that they were making with themselves. And even though they started to see that it was very important for their lives, sometimes it didn't feel like the effort was going to be worth it. Again, I think this is something that we are maybe culturally tuned to, But self-care isn't just a, a pill that you take once and it cures all of your problems. There's very few people that will go and they'll spend a few hours of self-care and suddenly their fatigue is gone forever. <laughs> I don't know anyone where that's the case. This is really, self-care is a long game. It is just like eating nutritious food. The carrot is not going to make up for an entire cheesecake. You have to really consistently make these healthy patterns part of your day so that over time they do become less of a forced and scheduled piece, but perhaps they do become second nature and you notice right away when things start to get a little dull and you need to crank up your self-care routine. To be honest, I find a lot of the approaches to self-care to be kind of impractical I personally feel like self-care shouldn't necessarily take up a lot of time and energy. It's, It's not something I want to spend a lot of time and energy on at this point in my life because I, I enjoy doing my work. I enjoy being with my family. You know, I don't feel compelled to take a weekend away from everything every month, but 20 minutes of reading a fascinating book in the bathtub at the end of the day is usually enough to help me reset, get a little bit of a break, and come back so that I can be more present with my family. 
And I've noticed that many people I work with, many of my clients when it comes to self-care, actually have a very strong belief that they don't have time for self-care. They have subscribed to this thought, and it's actually not true. We, we always have time. While you're alive, you have time. You have time to do almost anything you want within your realm of energy and resources. So when I'm working with clients who tell me they're too busy for self-care, the first thing I get them to do, and perhaps you want to do this for yourself, is start to shift your ideas about who's in charge of your time and your life. Because I think it's important to recognize and take responsibility for the fact that the person directing your life, creating it brick by brick, is you. So if you're spending a lot of time in a routine or taking on things that are not meaningful to you, then probably you don't feel like you're living with much purpose. And it's no wonder you feel like you don't have time for self-care. Often what I'll get people to do is have a deep look at their routine and start to take back time that perhaps you spend on more indulgent behaviors or buffering, or just complete waste of time things. For many of us, that could be wasting time watching trashy TV, or being on Facebook, or indulging in things that are harmful for you, maybe relationships that are not positive, behaviors that are harming your health and well-being. And I try to help people really clean that stuff up. So that they have suddenly a little more time and more energy to do some good conscious self-care. As I say, I'm, I'm getting better at this, but I definitely still feel the mom guilt. I don't know what else to call it. And because of that, I do rely very heavily on my support system. Thankfully, I am... My number one supporter is my husband. So Steve is incredible. He's just the best. He helps me really plan things out. And in fact, today we were planning to go to the gym and I was, I fed the baby and and then I was laying in the bed and I was tired and he came in with the baby and did this funny little voice of, Mama, come to the gym with us. Come, get strong with me. It was very sweet. I'll actually, I'll post the video of it because it was pretty cute. And, uh, you know, made me laugh, got me out of the bed and off to the gym together. And I did feel better and I was very grateful to have that gentle nudge from my baby and my husband. I also make plans with friends. So this past weekend, I knew that I was still feeling a little jet lagged, but I made a plan to meet at a lovely bar class with my best friends, two of my best friends, and yeah, we had a great time. We all had to get up nice and early, and at the end, you know, we all thanked each other because if it had just been any one of us as individuals thinking of going that morning, we probably all would have bailed. But I was not going to bail on these ladies, and thank goodness they didn't bail on me either. As a mom, another way I make sure that I'm getting my self-care is I book things 
well ahead of time. So I book massages a month ahead. I book my doctor's appointments. Um, I book time with a trainer, whatever it looks like, whatever type of self-care. And there are two types, in fact. I did a whole podcast on the two types of self-care. I will link to that in the show notes if you're interested. But I do this very strategically and I try to book knowing that if I don't show up to those appointments, then I'm on the hook for paying for them. So if you are like me, Sometimes the effect of losing out on something is more of a motivator than how good you're going to feel afterwards. (laughs) That maybe sounds terrible and negative, but it's true. If I know that I'm going to spend $80 or $90 for not showing up to something, or I'm going to let my practitioner down and they had made this special time for me, um, I'd be mortified to just not show up. So I'll go, even if I don't feel like it. And then the side effect is I feel great afterwards and that's totally worth it. And then the final thing that I have been doing to really help support me and my self-care in the past few years because there's a lot of pressure uh, in being a parent. There's a lot of pressure. You're keeping small beings safe you're teaching them at all times they're paying attention and absorbing your energy and your behavior and I want to be as conscious as a parent as I can be so the final thing that I have been doing is regular coaching with a life coach and needless to say this has been very powerful for me so powerful that I am completing my life coach training in a few months so Obviously, I love it, believe in it. It's been huge, and I definitely did not expect to. It has been kind of a huge and pleasant surprise for me because, I don't know, I think for years I had a misconception about what life coaching was until I started working with coaches and getting to know people who were coaches through my writing. Their work has had such an impact on my life And has brought me so many tools and skills that I use with my own clients. So those are sort of my top four things that really support me to get that self-care on the books. It's my husband making sure that I have the space and the time and and the gentle nudges. It's planning with friends to do regular activities that we don't have to think about too much. It's booking treatments and health activities well ahead of time, and it's regular coaching. So now I want to hear some of your ideas about self-care. And if you're feeling ready for a little bit more support, as I said, I'm going to post a link to my extreme self-care program, which is going to start up in just a few weeks from when this is being recorded. So you can check that out too if it's of interest. And if you subscribe, review, or share this podcast, you will also be entered into my little contest and you could just win your place in that course coming up very soon. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that I have given you a gentle nudge to make sure you prioritize self-care as an ongoing theme in your life so that you can bring your whole potential and pour it into your life's purpose. 
Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next time.